Hello, hello, people. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It's currently 1.52 p.m. It's almost 12 a.m. And I'm in my house, in my home office, recording this almost midnight because I am dedicated to the journey. <laughs> I really need to stop. I've not been here in a while. My life has been crazy. But before I go into where I've been going, I have two updates about this podcast. Firstly, a few weeks ago, I posted on the podcast Instagram that we'll be doing a video podcast on YouTube. But ladies and gentlemen, that won't be happening any longer, at least for now, until further notice. And this is a classic example of me deviating from my plans because I see what other people are doing. The, the reason why I started this podcast in the first place is because of the ease it provides. Um, I don't need to get ready, set up, film a video, edit a video because it's just audio. All I need is to set up my microphone and speak edit and, and post. For example, if I was to make this a video podcast, I won't be able to film it tonight because I have to get ready right now. I'm in my PJs. Everyone is asleep. My office is a mess, but I can't record this podcast episode because it's just audio. With video, that is not possible. It requires a lot more effort. And that's an effort I can always do because I've created video content in the past for YouTube, my for my first ever YouTube channel, which is now private. <laughs> Every video on that YouTube channel is private now. So I can't do that and I can edit videos, but I just don't have the capacity in terms of time and even mental capacity because life is just crazy for me right now. I have too much going on. It's just a lot. But because I see the big players in the podcast space creating video podcasts, I felt like I needed to do that, you know, and I understand the power of video. Video is the future. Like every social media platform now is creating videos. Instagram is like, girl, we don't want pictures anymore. Create reels. TikTok is booming. Video is king. And if I create a video podcast, it's easy for me to share it across um, other social media platforms as well to promote it. And as amazing that is... I have to be honest with myself. I don't have the capacity because we don't have the capacity. I don't. I have a full-time job. I'm doing the training. I have church. It's just a lot going on right now that I don't have the time to really edit a video. Anyway, I saw other people doing stuff. Now I'm deviating from my original plan when I know that plan doesn't work for me. You see, this is what I'm talking about. I never rest. Always always looking at what other people are doing. Sis, how about you face your journey? How about you mind your business? you know, and never forget why you start stuff. And I think this is why I don't achieve some of my goals as well. I've been doing a lot of reflecting and, you know, reading, doing research. The reason why sometimes I don't achieve my goals is because I, I don't stick to the plan for too long. I'll be, I'll be switching things up too quickly. Babes, stick to the freaking plan. Stick to the plan. At least for a while. Okay. So I've concluded that um, I need to go back to the original plan and whatever type of success i can get by doing audio only podcasts for now i'll take it and i'll be grateful for it and when i have the capacity to hire help to do video podcasts for me then i'll do it for now let's just work with what we have okay and i hope someone listening can also take a lesson from that because child that's that's the whole point of this podcast i, I, 
I don't only want to make you guys laugh and entertain you guys. I want to share some amazing lessons with you as well. Life lessons, you know, perspire to require. Hey, you have to perspire to require, okay? (laughs) Yes. So the second update is also in line of managing and working in line with my capacity right now. So I've decided that the social media platform for the podcast will be on hold for now because I can't just manage two social media platforms. It's just it's just a lot. It's a lot for me. It's just me. I have work, I've said earlier. I just I don't want to bore you guys with my ramblings. Anyway, so the social media platforms after this episode will probably go on private. I might leave it on public, you know, but I won't be posting anything on there until further notice, until I have the capacity to resume doing that. So every podcast related content, BTS and stuff like that will be on my personal Instagram. And my personal Instagram is messygift underscore T, which is M-E-R-C-Y-G-I-F-T underscore T. So check out my profile and follow me. I do other stuff on my personal Instagram. I hope you like it. And if not, you can just subscribe to this podcast and you always get weekly episode. Now, I'm hoping that me taking these two obstacles out of the way will give me more time to be able to post consistently on here because I really, I really want to do this podcast. I really want to. It comes to me so naturally. I have a bunch of topics to talk about. Like my ideas folder is filled with stuff to talk about, really. So, and I love talking as well. So, I really want to do this. So yeah, that's the two updates I want to give you guys. And now on to the reason why I've been MIA. Uh, It's been almost two months now since I've been here. As I said earlier, life has been crazy. I started a new job, a new training, joined a new church. And when I joined the church, I told myself, Mercy, you just joined the church, okay? Join the church. Join online. And visit the church in person once a month. That was the plan. Guys, I didn't stick to it again. This is what I'm talking about. I went to the um, one-year anniversary service and I loved it. Because before that, I've just been attending online. But I, I went in person. I was like, girl, you got to come every Sunday now. This church is in London, by the way. So I've been traveling to London from my city every Sunday to church. And I then told myself, okay, okay, you're traveling to London, right? Just keep it that way. Travel to London that's enough that's enough but again i didn't stick to it i joined the choir and joining the choir gives me more responsibility which means i have to go to choir rehearsal in london which means basically my saturdays and sundays are gone for the most part (laughs) so i work monday to friday and doing a training on the side church has taken my saturdays and sundays which time do i really have to breathe there's no breathing for me is it and I've, I cost it myself. And I'm not even complaining because I'm going to serve in church with joy. But it's just... Uh, life is crazy. I, I hate adulting. I do. I really do hate adulting. I... Okay, let me not complain. It's okay. Let's just move on to the topic of today. Anyway, that's that's the reason why I've been MIA. Life has been crazy. I'm juggling a lot of things. And unfortunately for me, I'm someone that gets overwhelmed easily. I'm not like all these liquid metals out there that can just do 20 things at a time and everything will be going well. Me, it affects me. So, but I'm hoping the structures I've put in place will allow me to do everything I want to do because I have no other choice. That's the sad 
sad thing about adulting. You got to do what you got to do. If you don't, you bear the consequences. If I don't do this podcast a few years from now, I'm going to I'm going to regret it because I really want to do it. So there's no excuse. I might as well just find a way to force myself to do it because I'm passionate about it. Right. So that's why I've been gone for a while. Yeah. Anyways, as I said earlier, I'm back for another episode. Thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate it. Like really and truly all you people, couple of you listened to this episode so far. I really love you. I know I say it all the time but genuinely genuinely i do love you guys thank you so much i appreciate you from the bottom of my heart i really appreciate you not me composing song on the on the spot but what song can i sing for you guys to show how much i love you guys hey and i'm a i'm a, I'm a single so i better sing properly what song can i sing um mm, mm, uh this is why I love you. Oh, this is why I need you. Okay, that's not what the song says. <laughs> but anyway, you get the gist. I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for supporting your girl. This is the third episode, Omo. It is well. Anyway, how, how have you guys been? I hope life has been treating you well. If not, I pray that things get better for you. Um, I'm sending you all my love, all my prayers. I hope things get better because I get it. Life just be laughing sometimes. Things don't go great sometimes, but I pray that God sends help and God sends comfort to your heart if you're going through life. If life is not is not giving right now, I hope at some point they start giving again. Amen. Amen. Now, in today's episode, I'll be speaking about the sister and brother in Christ challenge and also be giving a little bit of commentary on the Anikulapo film on netflix so now to the sister and brother in christ challenge i don't know if you guys have heard about it or seen this on tiktok but it was trending a while ago and this trend made me laugh so much not only because it was very funny but also because it was relatable i'll say a lot of us can relate to having a church cross at some point in our lives me personally me in the in the past 18 months i've had two church crushes not at the same time though and they were even in different churches because i'll say the last two years i've been really visiting different churches because i want to have a permanent home church um because i felt like my childhood church i've always i was born into a christian family always been in church but after the pandemic i just really needed a new church my old church nothing wrong with it people are still there i see our friends in my childhood church but i just i just needed something new do something new in my life something new in my life something new in my life oh lord hey so i visited a couple churches so my two church crutches <laughs> my two church crutches that just a crutches I meant crushes. My two church crushes are from two different churches, not at the same time. And I currently do not have a crush on them as well because the crushing has faded away. Now I'm focused on the Lord. My eyes is on the cross. My eyes is on the kingdom of heaven. My eyes is on the cross of Calvary. I don't used to look at man. My eyes is closed. I'm focused on the ministry of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey it is well anyway 
I loved the trend so much. But before I go go on to like some of the things I loved about the trend, I'm going to mention that there were criticisms on the sound used for the challenge as well, because it was a blend of Jared by Limbo Blaze and Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. Now I get it, a worship song used to praise God should not be blended with a song talking about sex. I understand that and I wouldn't argue with that criticism. That being said, I didn't think it was that deep because I was more focused on the caption people were using with the sound. Like I was much more focused on the content rather than the sound, right? And also I love a bit of Marvin Gaye. His songs are nice. Um, me, I'm a hopeful romantic too. We are not hopeless. We are hopeful in the Lord. <laughs> I'm an hopeful romantic. So anything love, love and romance, come in. I'm a, I'm a sign, sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. I'm interested. I'm interested. So I love Marvin Gaye. So yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really, really bothered by the criticism. But I get the criticism, the the girlies and bros that was speaking against the challenge i listen trust me i'm not arguing with you even though in my mind i don't think it's that deep but i don't disagree with you anyway here are my favorite captions from this challenge and it was hard to choose because most of them are good even though i saw some that were getting a little a little freaky and ungodly the majority were good so here we go number one my number one favorite video from the brother and sister in christ challenge on tiktok the number one says pov point of view when that sister in christ said you smelt good after you hugged her in church um when i saw this i was just laughing because the consistent theme across these videos is how we over exaggerate things when we like someone especially in church because in church at least in a good church, we hug each other, we say hello, compliment each other because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Not only are we friends, we are a family. So showing affection in a reasonable way is normal in church. But all of a sudden, because you like someone, the person hugged you and gave you and told you that you smelled nice. Now it's a big deal. Your heart is doing giz, giz, gas, 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 gas. Sis, it's just a compliment. It's really just a compliment. And it's just a simple hug. I'm very sure many people hugged you in church that day. But because it's this brother in Christ, sister in Christ, your heart was just flourishing. Your heart is just, you know, <laughs> and I can relate. For me, my church crushes that I was talking about earlier, you know what, well, let's give them a name. The first church crush will be called, we'll call him Brother Tola. And the second will be called Brother John. Now, these are not real names. And if you are my friend listening to this, do not message me trying to say, oh, I think I know who they are. You don't. You don't know who they are. You don't even know what church they are from. As I said earlier, in the space of 24 months, I've visited many churches. I've tried at many churches. So you don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. And it's, it's, and as I said, it's a thing of the past. Now I'm focused on that cross of Calvary. Okay. So I just want to put that out there for my friends that will be that will be messaging me and bullying me after <laughs> so we're going to call the first what person brother Tola, or call the second crush brother john i remember clearly the first few compliments brother Tola gave me was that i smelled nice and i sang well after service or more i thought about it throughout that week i'll be doing my work then i'll remember what he said and start smiling can you imagine other people complimented me that day and very by the way 
they said, Messi, I love your outfit. You looked good. You look good. You smelled nice. You sang beautifully. But I didn't remember the other ones. It's that brother Tola's one that was ringing in my brain. Can you? These are the issues. These are the, these are the issues. These are the issues. These are the... This, <laughs> hey. It is well. Let's move on to number two. Number two says, POV, that sister in Christ, holds your hand during closing prayer. For this one, I have a story, not a personal story, but something I saw in my childhood church. So there was this time a new guy joined the church. Let's call him Brother Peter. So the first time I saw Brother Peter, I thought, what a fine man. He is a tall, he is tall, nice, but he just fine in general. Nothing deep, just, I was just admiring God's creation. But before I could say one plus one is two, the group chat started buzzing. The daughters of Zion were going mad. They were like, have you seen that new guy? He's so tall and good looking. Oh my God, what is his name? <laughs> How old is he? Does anybody know? What does he do for work? Oh my God, is he single? <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Like that day was, I would say since, that has been how many years now? That's the busiest day on that group chat. The girls were girling. The daughters of Zion were daughters of Zion. In. They were like, ah, every one of them. I thought it was good looking, but I didn't contribute into the conversation. Me, I was just laughing and enjoying it. It was very funny. Anyway, at some point after we had met, it was a fellowship. We had met, we needed to pray. And it was just a few of us. And the prayer leader said, we should hold hands. If you see the way some of the ladies rushed so that they could hold his hands. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, Orish Richie. Hey, it's Oga. Oh it is where. It is well. This girl, the girl that held his hands um, during the prayer was going on about it after in the group chat. I was like, oh my God, I held his hands. I was standing beside him holding his hands. And it's like, this is what happened. Because you like him, you're over-exaggerating over holding his hands. Other people hold his hands. What is, what's the big deal about holding someone's hands? That's, why it's, that's what I'm saying. Church crushes, they'll be making you think, overthink stuff. Things that are not that deep. It will be, be shocking you. Hmm. Amen. But that really made me laugh. You guys really need to go on TikTok and put hashtag brother and sister in Christ if you have never seen this challenge. Trust me, you'll be laughing. I mean, you see some bad freaky ones, but ignore those ones. The majority of it is very funny and relatable. Anyway, number three. This one says, POV, that sister in Christ messages you again outside the group chat to wish you a happy birthday after saying it in the group chat. Ooh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Some simple thing like that. We are taking it to chest. Is this... You know, is this how Christians flirt? Anyway, let's move on. Number four. This one says, when the pianist finds out that the sister in Christ can sing. So this one is like a choir love, eh? Truthfully, I noticed that quite a lot of choir members date each other, to be honest. Not all the time, but I've been in a lot of choirs in my lifetime. In every church I've been a part of, I've always been in the choir. And trust me, choirs do be dating each other, you know? Um... But to be honest, the union of two singers or a musician and the singer is bliss. I think it's really cute. I think it's really beautiful. 
you know, now that I'm thinking about it, dating or being married to a musician would be nice too because me, I'm a singer, you know, I'll be singing and you'll be playing the musical instrument to the glory of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody give glory to the Lord. Okay, I'll be singing that worship in my voice and you better play that piano. You better play that guitar. Okay, what other musical instruments are there? Play it, my brother. That would be nice. And also, I'm a part of a gospel choir called Shalom Chorale. You should check us out. We are an amazing gospel choir. We sing songs that edify your soul and bring you closer to the Lord, your King. So check us out. It's called Shalom Chorale. And our music director is married to the assistant MD, which is just so adorable. You know, imagine leading the gospel choir with your wife and your husband. That's just so cute. It's cute. The next one says... POV, when the pastor says, look to your neighbor and tell them I love you and it's the sister you've been crushing on. This one I screamed when I saw it because I can't relate. I have a story for you guys. Ah, my Lord. I have a story. It's about Brother Tola. Brother Tola, the first crush from way back. So it was a workers prayer meeting and we're both workers in church and it was an amazing time in God's presence and towards the end of the prayer meeting the pastor preached about love and how we are part of God's family so we must abound in love long story short the pastor instructed us to go to I think 10 people to tell them I love you I cherish you I need you in my life and I need you to survive which is normal like we're just spreading brotherly and sisterly love in the church and us being workers as well when the pastor said i was like yes this is my time to shine <laughs> 10 people yeah i was like no worries my brother tola has to be one of them <laughs> this is my opportunity to profess my love hey <laughs> so um obviously i went to the first person second person in my in the corner of my eyes i was watching where brother tola is after i think doing in the middle I make sure I slanted to where he is and I, I grabbed him and I looked him in the eye and I said, I love you. I cherish you. I need you in my life. Hey, and I need you to survive. Um, everyone would think we are just doing sisterly brother love. For me, I know I was professing my love. I was professing my love to you, brother Tola. <laughs> Hey, Jesus. Another version of this is during course of our service, you know, at the end of the year, when the pastor will say, go to seven people, hug them and wish them a happy new year. This one is more prominent growing up because my childhood church was not a very much affectionate church where you hug each other. Um, I remember my first ever modern church when my pastor hugged me. My mother was like, ah, pastor, they hug people here. Interesting interest because the way i grew up pastors don't used to all go so even pastors they are not that friendly they're always in their office so um just imagine this this in that context of a church that is not very affectionate but one day every year the pastor instructs us to go and hug seven people and wish them a happy new year of course you the opportunity to hug your christian church because you know that's the only opportunity you get any day outside of that is brother and sister keep your distance you know it's just so funny man it's just so funny how most of us have experienced this it's funny anyway number six i think this is the last one it says this one is by becca folks by the way i love her amazing singer amazing gospel artist she said when the guests preachers musicians are fine but 
you know musicians are nothing but trouble. You see, this one got me because I know that there's this stereotype about church musicians being heartbreakers. In the church streets, the girlies, the sisters, the daughters of Zion are saying, oh, more musicians will break your heart. Not only will they serve you hot breakfast, they will play your heart like it's table tennis. You see the way that brother explained the piano? And it's pulling the guitar strings. And it's playing that drum. That's exactly the way your heart will be handled. They will handle it like it's basketball. And I know people joke about this a lot. And I love a good laugh. But I actually find it sad that this stereotype even exists. Because... Musicians are ministers. Like, you see, you see the way worship leaders take their ministry seriously, and pastors do as well. This is what you guys need to be doing. You should be good examples, and not the way other way around. How are you handling multiple girls in the church? It is very wrong. You know, when it comes to musicians, the Bible reference I love to give is King David, bro. When when David was playing the app. The evil spirit in Saul was disappearing. So my brother, there's no way you, you can be doing that ministry and you still being engaging in Asherwa activities on the weekly basis. It's not good. People should be able to look at musicians and be like, these guys are men of God. They exude the spirit of God. I'm not even joking. I really mean this, by the way. Even though I laugh about it when girls speak about it, it actually makes me sad. It's like saying if you did pastors they will serve you hot breakfast because that's what it's sounding like. I know you guys just play musical instrument, but it's just not that. It's actually a ministry. You are leading people to worship into the presence of God. Like, take your job seriously. Take your ministry seriously, brothers. Okay? But anyway, I've always thought the reason why this is the case is because a lot of musicians are hired by the church. So for them, it's really a gig. It's not like they are believers who joined the church and then decided to serve in the choir. Most of them are there to get paid. So they are not really believers. Yeah, they might believe in church, but they are there to listen. They are there for their part-time job, really and truly. After church ends they're going back home. They're probably going to another church to play another instrument again. So you're in the congregation thinking, ooh, look at that fine brother in Christ playing the guitar. But it's, it's only fine. It's not a brother in Christ because he's just there for cash, babes. He's just there for cash. He's just there to play the musical instrument. It's not part of us. You might be looking at him thinking he's a believer. It's not. Okay, it's just there to get some money, babes. So that's what I used to think is the reason why that is the case. Because for that stereotype to exist, it means the musicians are not born again. Okay, but anyways, musicians, you people should fear God. Remember, God is watching you. Remember, the Lord is watching you. I say, remember, the Lord is watching you. Yeah. Interestingly, Brother John was a musician. He's, it's not was, he's still a musician. But thankfully, I found out he, he already has a babe early. So I stopped crushing on him. We thank God. Thank God for that. Um, even before that, I was trying to my best to stop myself from crushing on him. Because as I said, <laughs> musician, I don't want to hear story about my heart. My heart is fragile. It's fragile like an egg. So I can't let them use it to play football. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'll give you advice, Sha. Even though I think it's sad that that stereotype exists, I'll say if you want to get into a relationship with a musician in church, you should definitely tell the pastor and let some people know. Don't don't let him hide you. You should be doing this in every relationship anyway. If you find yourself in a good church and you trust the church leadership, yeah, if you didn't someone in the church, maybe the pastor should know. Like, y'all don't be hiding it. Because it's when you people start hiding stuff that one guy can be handing three babes in church, which is not acceptable. Let people know. Let the pastor know. Don't let this brother carry an handicap, okay? Don't let him play you. Don't let somebody's son play you. Anyway, I'm hoping the musicians in my current church are actually men of God, you know, based on the word of God that has been shared in the church. I'm going to go ahead and say, I believe they are godly men. I'm counting on them. So everything I've said does not apply to guys in my church, my current church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Hey, I'll say that church crush is definitely um, superior to any other type of crush. Like for for myself, I can meet guys at different places, but it's hard for me to like them because I know 99% of the time they are not believers. So what's the point? But you see a church crush really be making you think and feel like they could be your life partner. Like, bro, I see you tall and fine, serving the Lord in the vineyard, praying the spirit. I even see you have a fun personality. You could be the one, bro. You could be the one. You could be my husband. It's really, it's really looking like that right now. <laughs> anyway, the delusions, man. The delusions. The delusions. Because trust me, I definitely didn't date brother, brother Tola and brother John because obviously I got to know them and I discovered things about them. I was like, oop, cannot be me. You can't be the one for me. Brother John and Brother Tola can't be the one for me, okay? <laughs> but it was fun liking them at those early stages, Sha. Anywho, I love this challenge so much because it is fun to realize that other Christians feel the things you feel. Because in church, 90% of the time, we only engage in spiritual activities, you know, fellowship, prayer, worship. It's good to know that there's room to be human and mundane <laughs> from time to time. Um, on a cautionary note though it is important that in your caution you do it gracefully and you do not let it turn into lust you know you don't want that to happen you don't want lust to fester in your heart Um, yeah and now that I think about it what do you do when you have a church cross do you just do you shoot your shot or do you go and pray about it or do you speak to your pastor or just become his friend so that I can get to know him me I don't know you know what yeah in the past I've always just done nothing but I think moving forward, my tactic will just be his friend. Just be, just act normal the way you act around other people. Because me, all I do is avoid. <laughs> when I have a question, so when I avoid them, you know, like I don't talk to them. Except they talk to me. If they talk to me, then I'll talk to them. But I won't say anything. I'll probably just be staring at them. Really. Yeah. Making eye contact and stuff. You know, I saw that video of Shayo, Shayo's podcast, Simply Shayo, and they asked her, how do you flare? And she said, eye contact. I was like, yes, girl. That's what I do. That's what I'll be doing. That's what I'll be doing. But anyway, it is well. It is well. That's that's all I have to say about church crushing. <laughs> and the sister and brother challenge. Um, my question now to you is, 
that did you have a church crush in the past or do you currently have a church crush or are you currently dating your church crush hey or even better still are you married did you have a church a crush on someone from church you spoke to them one thing led to another you guys started dating you got engaged and now you are married hey i'm happy for you i'm annoyed that you didn't have invited me to this wedding shah because i love a good wedding but yeah that's that's it about church crushes <laughs> moving on i want to talk about anikola Kodi movie if you have not watched it on netflix you should probably check it out it's a really nice movie um there are going to be spoilers here <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> So if you don't want oh my throat, if you don't want spoilers, you should probably not listen to this. But if you don't mind, listen on. The film was amazing. I mean, it's Kunle Afolayo. Kunle is an is a fantastic filmmaker. I wasn't expecting less. I, I love that it was a proper Yoruba film on Netflix. I'm a Yoruba girl, so you already know that. I love it. I'm biased. I think Yoruba language is one of the most beautiful languages in the world. Like, yeah deal with it argue with your mom argue with your phone um but yoruba is the best one of the best languages in the entire world i also love the fact that i saw yoruba actors that i watched growing up that i've not seen on screen in a while the likes of karim adekboju faithia balogun um sunday omobolanli rasak olayiwola dele odule adewale elesho and the rest it was just fun seeing them i i can't i can't find the name of the rest but i was like oh my god i used to see that man when i used to watch yoruba movie when i was 10 years old oh my god it's so good to see him on netflix ah oh, i was so happy to to see them on the screen so i read the film a solid seven out of ten now here's what i would change if i was told to write any part of the script i would change the ending of the film okay i think and i believe arola Ken needs a stronger revenge you see the way that film ended it was just not given i think he needed more power it's really needed more power um disclaimer what i'm about to say is for fictional purposes alone and it is not applicable in in a real life situation please do not follow the advice i'm about to give it's just for fictional film purposes alone okay yes i do not encourage crime and i do not encourage bad behavior all right so here's what i will write if i was to write the ending for anikolakbo on netflix i think arola Ke should have woken up in the middle of the night take sarah's power kept it for herself so that she can become the new Anikolakwo and become a new powerful woman you know women empowerment yes and then after that walk out with her stuff and set the house on fire with sarah and his wife and their children sleeping inside i just think that would have given a bigger effect you know you listen imagine this discourse if that film ended that way imagine the discourse the threads on twitter with the way the film ended now it is easy for me to side with arulake but imagine just imagine if the film ended like i just recommended even me we find it difficult to support arulake i'll be like i know it broke your heart babes but to commit arson and kill sarah and his wives and his children in a house fire girl that's too much your revenge is too much that revenge is revenge that <laughs> just a revenge girl that revenge is too much girl that's too much that's evil but just imagine the discourse this film would have trended i mean it, it, it still trended and people still 
talked about it. But imagine the, 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 the gravity of the conversation if the film ended that way. It will be given acrimony by Tyler Perry. You know, now that I think about it, this sounds like something Tyler Perry will do in his film. Imagine me. I'm writing the script like Tyler Perry will write it. Or more. Maybe I'm a future filmmaker. You never know. Watch out for the space. Maybe I'm starting with a podcast and before you know it, I'll be producing movies. You never know. My life is in good hands. Anywho, um, that's my two cents on the film. Still an amazing film. Shout out to Kunle and Fulayo. He's the goal. Like... Nobody does it like him. Maybe my sister. Um, what's her name? She, the producer for King of Boys. Ugh, how can I forget her name? Anyway, that my sister Sha. Both of them amazing Nigerian filmmakers. I love them. Anything these two people put out, I'm watching it. I'm running to watch it. And on this note, I'll wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed my stories. And thank you for listening. I hope I made your day. I made you laugh at some point or even made you think um, because that's all we do on, on here at, at the Premium Juice Podcast. I give you jokes and I give you deep revelations. Hey, nobody does it like me, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of Premium Gist Podcast.